hosting for Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. Now, it's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. About technology. Fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading uh, episode 213. Thanks to the good people at Netgear. Netgear.com.au will tell you about them shortly. My name's Trevor Long. If you're just joining us for the first time, welcome. You've missed 212 uh, just sensational uh, episodes of weekly news and information about the world of technology, but we forgive you. That's okay. Welcome. 213 is a great place to start. I've got a good feeling about it. Joining me each and every week uh, from the Tech Guide studio, Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. G'day, mate. G'day, Trevor. Yes, two one three. Mm. Come a long way. It's an absolute milestone. <laughs> yeah, it's a... lucky two one three. Well, I'll, I'll let you in on a secret. Um, I've been doing some mathematics. This is my four hundred ninety ninth podcast. Wow! Mm. So the big five hundred is going to be your tech life episode. The next uh, episode of your tech life two eighty uh, yeah. two eighty eight. I think it is. Um, so yes, I'm, I'm... yeah. I think. What am I up to on Tech Guide? I think I'm uh, one fifty three. I am on Tech Guide now one fifty two. So add this ticket with that. Yeah. So uh, getting up there as well, mate. Plus, if you've missed our riveting Media Week podcast, it's interesting they haven't invited us back for some time. Um, <laughs> it has been a while, hasn't it? <laughs> which was the genesis of this great show. But uh, wonderful to be here, wonderful to talk technology, and by goodness, isn't there a large event going on we should get straight to here on Two Blokes Talking Tech. And that event, Stephen, is E3. Now, this is uh, the biggest event in gaming, computer gaming uh, of the year. Uh, It's held in uh, Los Angeles, and all the big companies, all the big Games companies, publishers, um, console manufacturers, a- anyone to do with gaming accessories is in Los Angeles talking about what they've got coming. This is uh, this is a, a, a schedule that I can't even keep up with in terms of trying to watch the press conferences uh, over the internet. But what I noticed was, um, you know, this is this is big dollar uh, investments in in gaming. This is huge trailers, and it's real excitement about things that are not coming for. For, for many months in, in, in a lot of cases, even next yep. year. Um, and the only thing that I've been able to get access to was um, was the game Fallout Shelter, which is an, an Apple iOS game from the people that make Fallout, the, the computer game, which we'll talk about in a minute. So that's the only thing I've been able to physically do out of E3 is play this new app. And he, here's the thing before we talk, and you've got, the, you've got all the news on all the games, but I find it very interesting, two observations that I'll make about E3. Um, a game like Fallout Shelter from the people that make Fallout could easily make them more money than the game they released for consoles because of the in-app purchases and the like. While, yep. secondly, I think it was, um, was it Sony, you'll correct me, announced a, a Kickstarter for, for a game, which is kind of like saying, we think it's good, but not enough to fund it. So, you yeah. know, we're going down this, this crowdfunding route to, to determine whether, whether or not a game actually has a market. 
Yeah, that's right. The game, yeah, was a PlayStation game, and it, it was a, a Japanese title whose name escapes me at the moment. I think it was. A, they're waiting for the the next instalment of the game, mm. and yeah, they did take that Kickstarter approach. But um, E three, which is short for Electronic Entertainment Expo, in case anyone was wondering, uh, it's it's quite a different show. I've done a few of these in the past. E three, it is because it's so focused on one industry. Like you know, you and I go to CES, and you know, EFA and all these other big trade shows that are many companies, all different types of products. E3 is obviously so focused on gaming that it, it, it kind of has a different, it, it's a different type of show. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a sort of show where it's so in your face. Like if you, you walk the show floor and you can just imagine every company trying to outdo each other with, you know, louder, bigger, better, you know, brighter stands and booths. You actually need to decompress like every hour and a half or so. You've got to actually get out of there and just decompress and then sort of dive back in again it is it is pretty much a real sort of a sensory overload the show but uh obviously the focus is the games and you mentioned the size of the gaming industry we're talking an industry here that's bigger than the movie industry Mm. in australia more people spend money on gaming than they do at the box office so this just goes to show the size of this industry and it's not your your teenagers and kids playing i think average age is mid 30s now so it's very much it's it's, it's not child's play. This is serious business. And the games obviously are the focus. And up front, I'm going to say that Star Wars Battlefront. What a shock. Oh, the first game he mentions Star Wars Battlefront. And, and <laughs> the, there's been a number of Star Wars games in the past, which I've played, and they've been okay. Hmm. But this one really looks incredible. And I'm saying, look, just take my money right now. I want it. <laughs> I can't wait to get it. Uh, and it does really take um, fans right into the battles of of the of the saga. So, what's exciting too, apart from how great it looks and the gameplay, but it's also the multiplayer mode too, which is kind of like Call of Duty style multiplayer, but set in the Star Wars universe, which is to me that just ticks all the boxes. But plenty yeah. of other games as well. You know, uh, multiplayer. Just quickly for... before you go on, multiplayer is still. Um ground to be to be you know sown by the games companies you know there's great multiplayer effects and, and methods of playing but what i loved most and again it was from the first press conference i watched was the doom now doom you know we'll talk about this in a minute but doom you know obviously is coming back after many years away and it's it's an unbelievably looking graphical representation um set, set on mars very violent i mean seriously the most violent thing i saw i had to turn it off oh, it's yeah. just ridiculous it'll be rated but r they had this ability for you to build your own uh, maps, link them together, and literally just completely sandbox the game. So it literally creates an infinite possibility for, for multiplayer, and it gives yeah. the game a real real life lifespan that's much longer than we've ever seen before. Yeah, absolutely right. And I think multiplayer is... You think you think of games now, and like you know, Call of Duty is a great example where multiplayer is like the signature of that game. That that's the best part of it. The campaign, of course, is is where everyone what everyone talks about as well. The storyline and all that happening. But I think multiplayer. It's not unusual to hear 
Call of Duty fans buying the game and not even playing the campaign. They just jump in straight into the multiplayer mode. Mm-hmm. There's such a community out there of players who, uh, who, who, are, who do like playing with people, whether it's uh, multiplayer just uh, in, in specific, on specific maps, or now what's popular too is co-op mode, where mm-hmm. you're actually playing the campaign with a friend so that you're both teaming up to get through the actual storyline of the game. I'm seeing that a bit more as well. Um, a few games announced this year also have that. I'll, I'll put a list of all the the main titles that are coming out and I've also linked to uh, their clips as well. I'm, I'm excited about Uncharted 4, which is a PS4 exclusive. That's a really great uh, Indiana Jones-style uh, action-adventure game, third-person game. Mm. Uh, over on Xbox, Halo 5, Guardians, there's still uh, life in that franchise yet. Uh, this, this one looks... Looks pretty exciting as well. Master Chief actually goes missing, the main character, and you got to you got to play uh, Spartan Lock, who actually has to go and find him. Uh, but the, uh, another big exciting announcement, I think, on the on the uh, PlayStation side was Final Fantasy VII, the remake of this game, which is this is a twenty year old game that they're just they're, they're going to remake for obviously the next gen PS4 console. So that looks pretty cool as well. Uh, and Fallout Four, you mentioned Fallout earlier, that looks that looks pretty exciting. And yet again, another Assassin's Creed game, uh, Syndicate, uh, that that's uh, also out there. And official, uh, they they had the first glimpse at the official. Call of Duty multiplayer trailer too as well. So uh, for Black Ops 3, which that looks pretty hot as well. Can't wait to get my hands on those ones. The um, you know, it's interesting to see the engagement they get. You know, social. There was a lot of following for these these announcements online. To be honest, the one if I was to pick a standout uh, thing that you know I would talk to my audience about in terms of you know the general radio audience, it's actually the um, Xbox 360 backwards compatibility into Xbox One. So if you've got an Xbox One, yeah. there's a limited number of games which they are making available. If you own the disc uh, for Xbox 360 or you have the digital download, you can get it on your Xbox One. And they say yeah. that if, if you want a particular game, you can suggest it. And I guess if an overwhelming number of people do it, they'll port it over. But it's kind of it was kind of one of the big nasties about the new consoles. But I don't know that there's actually that big a demand for it anymore. I think it would have been good if it was announced a year ago. Yeah, I agree. If it had been announced at the launch, and and let's let's be let's be clear, PS4 is the same thing. That 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 doesn't have any backward compatibility yeah. to PS3 either. I think uh, Xbox scored a scored a, a point over the opposition with with that feature. But uh, I think what you'll find is people with a PS4 probably have a still got their PS3 because they they've got a whole library of games they still want to play but now backwards compatibility I think is uh, that has to be the future here because uh, the, the games are advancing so quickly but you still got your old favorites you want to be able to play them all in one place yeah hopefully that'll happen hopefully um so mate uh, obviously Star Wars um, massive thing for you Call of Duty outside of those two because they were always any anyone yep. listening to this Obviously, if you've just joined us for episode 213, welcome. Um, and you have missed 212 episodes of Stephen talking about Star Wars, essentially. Um, loves it. <laughs> and Call of Duty. And Call of Duty, yeah. So that was a given. It'd be like me saying, oh, the F1 game's amazing. And everyone's going, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Of course he was going to say that. Um, so outside of those two, which yep. game would have you, uh, you know, clicking the button for the download the first minute it's available? Yeah, I think two games, actually. No, one called I said the pick div- one. 
Oh, one. Okay, well, the division. This ah. is a, a Tom Clancy game. I don't know why it's a Tom Clancy game. He's normally got the Rainbow Six series uh, with his name. He's actually not alive anymore, Tom Clancy, so oh. he's, he's busy beyond the grave here. But uh, the division, this is a game. It's it's what they call an open-world game, so you can roam around in the in the maps in yes. this, this massive uh, area. It's set, it's actually set in Manhattan, which are, which what I'm seeing in the trailer is, is, is accurate to Manhattan. So if you're walking down Broadway, you'll hit 42nd Street, so it's accurate, um, and that's apparently uh, that man. The story behind it is Manhattan's been closed down, locked down into a quarantine military zone, and you you need to complete missions within that zone. That looked pretty cool. All right, well, um, it's all coming. Uh, Stephen's got a bunch of the info uh, on these games and these announcements at techguide.com.au. If you want more information, jump over there, have a look, and uh, more info as the games come to hand and as we start to play them throughout the year. On uh, right here on Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, some Apple Watch news uh, breaking here in Australia. Uh, the, the the Apple has actually kicked off uh, in-store purchase of the Apple Watch. Well, kind of in-store purchase. What what you can do now, and Australia is the first country in the world to allow this, is you can go online, reserve uh, your watch. So you pick out the watch. Uh, there are, there is uh, you'll see at the bottom of the screen uh, whether it's available for an in-store pickup. And not not all models are available, by the way. I clicked around on a few. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if if your model is available, you can spec it up and then choose the store that you want to pick it up from and then set up a time so you can reserve the time for your pickup. So you can uh, not only pick it up, pay for it, you even get a specially made bag for the Apple Watch as well. So not the little string, the soft bag with the drawstring. You get a special Apple Watch bag as well. But good to see Australia's first, but not all watches are available. I clicked around. I actually I, I put up the watch that you and I are wearing. Mm. Uh, is not available currently for in-store pickup, and that's the 42-inch, 42-inch, 42-millimeter stainless steel with the link bracelet. That is not available, but uh, various other models are available. So, I mean, is this every Apple store? It is in Australia. All 21 stores, you can choose any one of them to pick up that watch from. So they've obviously got stock of certain models. Say, I reckon they've got a lot of sport models and some stainless steel models and depending on the combination with the different colored bands and everything if it's not in store obviously they don't have a lot of that stock so you have to order that uh, online and it'll be shipped out to you when it is ready but i'm sure that they got they've now got a bit more control of the stock uh, and they can sort of drop different supplies to different stores i'm sure they've noticed a trend that the more popular models would be obviously the sport the cheaper models i'd say would be the more popular so they've got a swag of those around in all the various stores to uh, meet the needs of people reserving them so just to be clear i can't walk into an apple store and just walk out with a watch i've got to order it no online still. you've got to reserve it online first so you've got to spec it up or you've got to choose it reserve it and then and then you go in and pick it up and pay for it so well that's a bit it's a lot better than having to wait for the buddy thing to be delivered though so it's still it's still better a big, than waiting big step three forward. weeks yeah yeah all right well, if you want more information about that it is all available and i believe you won't read it much many many places else other than techguide.com.au
So Fetch TV, which um, we, we've got a Fetch TV here. It works really well. The kids love it because they search YouTube and watch Stampy Minecraft videos on it all the time. And there's a whole bunch of things they do with it. <clears throat> but we also just use it as a PVR. It's great for that. They, according to my information, they're, they're about to hit 250,000 subscribers. And uh, that's a big number. Like it's a massive number of, of, of people actually actively using and subscribing to their to their services. They added a, a service this week, which took me by surprise because I'm not into Game of Thrones. So all I've ever heard is that Game, Game of Thrones is bloody hard to get. You've got to have Fox talent. So I don't want to have to pay for it. And you whinge, 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 piracy, piracy, piracy. But the the final episode of the fifth season aired a couple of nights ago, and the next morning it was available on iTunes, and yep. Fetch TV added the ability to buy the show. So Fetch TV now has a, a download button, which basically um, allows you to buy a bunch of shows. So it's the standard, you know, uh, download to own um, titles uh, from a bunch of different publishers like HBO or, or, or the likes. You know, Veep, Entourage, True Detective, whole range of things available there. But you know, this just says that. Another, it's another reason to say if you can avoid the the, the intensity of the spoilers and the like, um, then Game of Thrones yeah. is now easy just to get for you know three dollars fifty an episode in HD. So um, that whole palaver about piracy really is a bit of a g up. Other than the people that are just cannot be bothered or want to or, or afford to pay for Foxtel, yeah. um, you know. But then it's the funny thing is I was looking at the Foxtel ratings, mate. Game of Thrones two hundred and sixty five thousand people watched it. I mean that's. That's the biggest thing Foxtel's ever had other than sports. Watched, so, it, watched it live too, by the yeah, way. That's 11 that's, o'clock in the morning. Yeah. That's ridiculous. So, Well, I, 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 I am a Foxtel customer and I am a Game of Thrones fan and it was a Monday ritual where I, I couldn't watch it at 11 o'clock in the morning. I actually had work to do at that time of day, but I did wait. My son and I, my son's a fan as well, so we used to wait until like 7 o'clock at night and watch it together. Uh, but that was uh, Foxtel obviously flexing, flexing its muscle to say, well, here, this is the only place you can watch it live. And I, I'm really happy that they decided to air it at the same time as the US. Yeah. And with, with the other shows they've got as well, uh, you know, they've got, they're going to start True Detective Season 2 next Monday. So once, as soon as Game of Thrones, now Game of Thrones is done, they're going to slot in another really, really popular show there as well. And you know so what's smart really about that? It's, it's, in the, it's in the same yep. package of Foxtel. So if people don't understand, you pay 25 bucks for the basic Foxtel, then the drama package is 25 bucks a month more, and that would have got you... Um, yeah, that's the showtime. Yeah, it's the, the showtime. The showtime and the yeah. like. Now, if you were the person that signed up and went, I'm going to cancel that after three months when Game of Thrones is finished, you're probably going to hold on to it now for another few months because True Detective starting. Very smart by Foxtel. And to be clear, Absolutely, this is yeah. all about what they... And, I'm, and, I'm, and I suspect, though, that if, if, if people like Game of Thrones fans wouldn't have waited till now to download the whole thing and watch it from scratch, they would have had to be the most disciplined people not to look at social media, not to look at anything. Hmm. Uh, that would have been really difficult. So I suspect there was would have been still a few torrents flying around for people to watch them, non-Foxtel customers to watch them. Hmm. But now, like I'm looking on iTunes now, you can buy the whole season in HD for thirty two ninety nine, Fetch TV. So all these options have opened. It's uh, it, it's not it's not quite fair if you're a massive Game of Thrones fan that you're forced to the only place you can watch it in Australia live is on Foxtel. And obviously, they're they're really sticking with that exclusivity. Obviously, that good for business for them. But not everyone can afford Foxtel. Not everyone wants to get Foxtel and. 
If you can't afford yeah, it, think, then you uh, wait. It's I very, can't very see simple. Way around it. No, it's if you can't afford it, you wait. It's simple as that. I mean, yeah, it's it's not like Foxtel should change their business model just because a few people can't afford them and they want to watch a show. Um, it's a standard industry industry practice. It's called windowing. Um, the the uh, free to air window, the paid television window, um, and then the the S VOD, yeah. the subscription VOD, the, the 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 download, the purchase, the download to own. There's all these different windows. Some of them can overlap. So a program. Can it is possible if all the planets align for a program to go to air on free to air Foxtel, iTunes, Fetch everywhere at the same time? But no one would make enough money out of it to to yeah, make that true. worthwhile, and that's so why the moral of the story is you're going to offer sort of some Joe Hockey type advice. So get a good job, yeah. earn good money, yeah. and you can afford Foxtel. Yeah, is yeah. that right? Exactly, hundred <laughs> percent, mate. If you want, well, if you want to watch Game of Thrones, sacrifice yeah. something in your life. Trust me. There's a ga- if there's a Game of Thrones fan listening who can't afford Foxtel, I'll come to your house. I will find something that you're subscribing to, spending too much money on, or whatever yeah. it is. And if you're a smoker, don't even invite me around because there's your Foxtel subscription gone. <laughs> um, and, and you what can, about if you're a drinker? Afford- if they're a drink, if they're same drinking. thing. Give up the drink. Hello. One one less bottle of wine. You reckon? A hundred percent. A case less it, of beer. You know what? When when Amanda and I made a decision a few, in fact, you know what? It's nine years ago when we decided to to have a child. We we went. We can't afford this. What the hell? What are we going to do? We we cut our fox. So we cut a whole bunch of things because you got to make sacrifices. You got to choose stuff. I think absolutely. people are just greedy. But anyway, absolutely. We're, di- we're digressing into a world of opinion that um, some people may be frustrated by, and I don't want you to drive off the road. So um, uh, that's uh, Fetch TV adding download to own to uh, not just Game of Thrones, a whole bunch of programs. So if you're a Fetch TV customer, check it out now on your box, um, and you'll find a bunch of information online at Fetch's website about the programs as well at as at EFT. Tm.com.au. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fenn. And we do it each and every week. Thanks to the good people at Netgear. Netgear.com.au for the latest information on their uh, their products. Uh, Stephen's going to talk to us about a product uh, that, that's coming up, but unrelated. That's just uh, that's just news. I want to talk to you about the Arlo range of uh, smart uh, security cameras. Now these are the 100% wire-free. Surveillance cameras. They, they. I've got one here in the office. I have got one at the front door, and it was fantastic. A courier rang me the other day, and he said, "Mate, uh, no one's home." I said, "Mate, leave it at the door." He goes, "Really?" I said, "Mate, I can see that you're wearing a blue top, uh, a, a, a fluoro jacket, and and long pants." And mate, with respect, you're an old man who doesn't mind a drink. He was a large individual. He he was freaked out that I could see him, but I had security camera, and it was because there was motion detected. Motion is detected. It uploads a video of that motion to the cloud. I can watch that video anywhere on any device, and it's 100% wire-free. So it doesn't mean I have to run a power cable. I don't have to run an internet cable. It's all via the wireless. It's sensational. So easy to set up. It, it works out of the box for absolutely anyone. The Arlo range of smart home security uh, cameras. Check them out at your major retailers. JB Hi-Fi certainly have them. And for more information, check them out at netgear.com.au. I had one of these accidental encounters with a piece of technology this week. I was picking up a um, a fifty dollar product from a, a small distributor in Australia for a product I'm gonna gonna feature on the Today Show this week. And then he said, "Oh, you might have a look at this as well." And I went, "What's that?" It looked like a you know rugged mobile phone, you know rubbery, and uh, you know uh, looked like it'd be kind of dropped and, and you know tradie style mobile phone. But it was a Fleur F L I R, and the model number is C two. This is a thermal imaging camera freaked me right out because you turn the thing on and it takes a little while to boot up about a minute 
and then you don't get, you don't look through it like a digital camera. You look through it and you see a thermal image. So for people will remember what this is. You would have seen it on you know crime investigation shows and the like. But you hold it up. You would have seen it on Predator. Predator. That's how he detects his prey. There you if go. You the if Stephen was in a room, I'd hold it up and I could. If it could be a dark room, and I could see where he was because of the heat signal that that his body sends out. The thing that freaked me out was I'm standing at home on a, on a wooden floor. I, I point the camera down at my feet and I move my feet, you know, out. And my, where my feet were also is still uh, glowing because of the heat that is left on the floor. It can detect heat signals wow. as much as a handprint on a wall. Um, now, I, I did some fun stuff with this. You know, I talked about how you could never never lose a game of hide-and-seek. I talked about how a, a teenager could never sneak out of the bedroom and put pillows in the bed pretending <laughs> he was asleep because I can detect whether there's actually a person there. And the funny thing was I got two types of comment to that little video on Facebook. One was awesome or, you know, the kids will be stuffed now. And the other one was you're creepy, man. The people that thought it was creepy aren't parents and don't, and don't appreciate the drama involved in, you know, actually finding your kids. But the yeah. thing is, this is all just fun and games. The actual purpose of this device, Stephen, it's $1,000, $1,070. The actual purpose is people like electricians. My brother-in-law is a sparky. He said you use these things and you, you point it at the kind of switchboard and you can see areas of, of poor wiring. So Because a bad join creates heat. It creates um, you know a bad circuit. It creates a bad flow of the current. And it can actually result in the, the plastic melting and potentially burning and there being a fire. So it's actually a really important tool for tradies, which so up until that, now... Is that its primary cause, is it, for that is, sparky? That or is, is it its primary cause. Sort of thing? Um, you know, people in the um, uh, air conditioning industry could use it to detect, you know, areas oh. of, like, leakage. So you can see where, where heat is, is, is leaking out of a home or a room. So a whole bunch of uh, uses I suspect, in trade. too, uh, maybe if you're a pest inspector, maybe... We're trying to find if there's any little nasties living in your home, like you go. a possum in the ceiling or something. And these things that used to be like tens of thousands of dollars, there are sort of more handheld versions that look like kind of um, police radar guns that are several thousand dollars. So now, for it to be just a thousand bucks, basically, is just sensational. It's a great little device. If you're a trader, you'll know what I'm talking about. I took a bunch of photos, had a bit of a play around with it. It's all up at eftm.com.au. It's called the Fleur, F-L-I-R. C two very cool thing. Not a not a fun toy really to have around for a thousand bucks. It's not worth you know the the fun. But for a tradie, a hundred percent great investment. And check out the photos at eftm.com.au. Well, I find uh, whenever we talk about digital radios and whenever we talk about it on our respective radio programs, it's always a very obviously a very popular topic. And uh, Bush has come out with uh, their next new range of radios, or an update of an older range, I should say, the Heritage 2 Connect. Now, the Heritage, for those who don't know, aren't aware of this line, is this retro-looking radio, digital radio. So it's got nice wood grain finish and the grill on the front and looks nice, nice and retro. But it's uh, packed with a lot of modern features, including Wi-Fi. Uh, and obviously, it's a digital radio. It's an FM radio. But this is a radio that allows you, and hence the reason why the name Connect is in there, this is a radio that can not only connect you to the internet as well, so you can have listen to internet radio, but because of its wireless connectivity, it allows you to set these up. So if you, you, if you had several of these in the home, it will allow you to set them up as multi-room audio speakers. So you, you can set it up similar to a Sonos system, but it, it's, it's a digital radio at the same time. Really, really cool. clever. It's coming out at the end of June. Uh, 
Uh, Bush has always been one, one of the one of the bigger companies to produce uh, a lot of digital radios. Very popular company in that in that category. Four hundred and ninety-five dollars though, end of June. But it kind of kills two birds with one stone. So it, it is tapping into that really popular multi-room audio sector, uh, as well as giving you a digital radio. And the thing about the multi-rooms are they're they're not cheap. They are coming down in price, but they also, if you want to just listen to the radio, you've actually got to pay for the data streaming because they'll they'll often connect you to services like TuneIn Radio and the like. But you know you're paying for the data there, so um, that's why having a, a built-in digital radio is critical. If you're in a metro area, because remember digital radio only available in Sydney, Brisbane, Melbourne, Adelaide and Perth and on trial in Darwin and, uh, and Canberra. But, you know, it, it, the, the quality, it's funny, I was in a, um, I had a Range Rover today and, and I realised it had digital radio. I'm driving along listening. And then I went through a tunnel, how to turn on AM and I, I just remembered how much better digital radio is. It's just sensational. So uh, <laughs> a, good, a good unit, but it does, it feels to me like it's a bit pricey. That would be my only, my only concern. Yeah, it, 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 it is a decent size radio, though. It's not small, so it's a decent size. It also has that multi-room audio aspect to it. It also has Spotify Connect, so it's got, you can, uh, it's got Spotify Connect enabled. So if you've got Spotify on your, on your smartphone, uh, it will allow you then to set up playlists and everything and play it through the radio. It does have the digital display on the front as well, so it allows for digital radios to send through their little data stream, so you see what songs playing, things like that. You know, phone in numbers uh, and the like. So uh, you can listen to more than sixteen thousand digital and internet radio stations as well. So plenty to choose from there. Uh, so Heritage Two Connect available at the end of June and four hundred and ninety-five bucks. And of course, you will find it at TechGuide.com.au. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long. Speaking of which, um, and we talked about our sponsors, Netgear, but this is uh, on the front page of uh, Tech Guide uh, product uh, information, the Netgear Nighthawk uh, AC1900. Now, the Nighthawk was the original, um, you know, awesome design, uh, crazy new antenna array. A whole bunch of things happened when Netgear introduced Nighthawk. And we've now had, we've had several versions of Nighthawk. We've also got the Nighthawk X6, a whole bunch of routers. But the thing is... Um, they've been a bit of a leap for people because most people struggle, and I find this talking to them on the radio and stuff, they struggle with the concept of having a modem that they keep and then they're putting a new router on and you actually need to kind of be able to go into your old modem to disable Wi-Fi and a whole bunch of things you've got to do. This, uh, Stephen, is the whole kit. It's a modem router. Absolutely, yeah. The the Nighthawk AC, it's a bit of a mouthful, AC1900 Wi-Fi VDSL. ADSL motor router D7000. So this is for ADSL customers. If you if you're a cable customer, this won't work. So if you are ADSL or VDSL, this can combine both the router and the modem in one. And but being uh, an AC product, so it's got 802.11ac means that you can uh, your 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 home network's going to be up to 1300 megabits per second can provide that sort of speed dual core processor 1 gigahertz uh, processor on board and there are there are high powered amplifiers you and also using that beam forming technology that 802.11ac uh, netgear uses so that it, it expands the range of your network uh, and also the reliability of your network. It's also got, and this is a cool feature that not many people would, would be aware of, there's two USB 3 ports on this modem as well. They are on the other Nighthawk uh, routers also, 
But you can take advantage of those USB ports either by connecting a hard drive and all that content within the hard drive is then accessible within your home network and even outside your home network where if you can tap in remotely. And you can also connect a printer. So if you've got a, uh, if you're like me, I've got three kids who all, all often need to print stuff out. And my daughter's at uni, my other daughter's at school and, and uh, the people need to print stuff out. You can connect one, one uh, the printer through the router, the modem router, and then that becomes accessible to anyone else on the network. So a uh, really handy way to do it. And once you're in that network, 802.11ac, really quick. And having a modem as well, it just wraps it all up into one. Really easy to do. Very cool for people that are still running ADSL or, um, or preparing themselves for VDSL when that comes. Uh, great little product and uh, gives you all the benefits of the, uh, the Netgear router uh, technology they've been uh, kicking around for so long and you'll be out look let's be not kidding ourselves you had to pick it on the shelves uh, amongst all the other night Nike nighthawk products because it's the one that costs 429 dollars <laughs> so yeah. you'll be able to find it uh, and it's a good way to upgrade everything in one go uh, check it out uh, at Stephen's website techguide.com.au I said to you before we hit record that uh, I felt we did we had a lot of fun little things and it would be a, a quick shot. We've we've smashed through the half hour mark already. I, I, time <laughs> has flown. Time has flown as fast as between now and Origin Three will. That's all I'll say, Stephen. Uh, you <laughs> yeah, decider. Hello, decider in before, Queensland. Before we continue, Trevor, I just wanted yeah. you referred to your yeah. little your Range Rover that you had. Uh, yeah. you've been driving around, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you it is a Range Rover, isn't it? A Land Rover. It's a Range Rover. Yes, Range, Range Rover. Sport, and yes. you did point out that it was maroon. That's right. That's right. Which is the color of the the Queenslanders, and yes. you know, you being the once a year Queenslander when Origins <laughs> around, uh, you suggested. Uh, the colour of the winning team. Well, that's not the case tonight. The Blues actually won the game down at the MCG in front of a record crowd, 91,500, and we're going to take it to a decider up in Queensland at Suncorp. So it's going to be really interesting lead up to that blockbuster. And if you're in Queensland, you've got a business base in Queensland and you'd like the two blokes to come along and have lunch and talk to you about strategy <laughs> and uh, technology, yeah, up there. Yes, we're, our, the game. We're, we're prepared. We're prepared to waive our consultation fees for the day in return for for the trip and uh, and yes. obviously obviously the tickets to origin just i mean just and putting we'll it out record, there and we'll record that episode of that week at your place that's right at your place at your office whatever it is we we will add you to the sponsor list for the week we're putting it out there that's that's highly available as as, as an option yes we can um, be bought <laughs> 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 we might, I might make the title of this podcast, episode 213, <laughs> We Can Be Bought. And for those just joining us, as I said, for 213 for the first time, that's the first time we've we've made that announcement. So welcome. Yes, that's right. Yes, uh, we're very ethical gentlemen, we are. Well, you might be. Um, the, uh, the, the big thing we end the show with each and every week is your minute reviews, which normally go two or three minutes. Um, we're going to kick it off with a, a pair of headphones that I, I, I loved so much, I, I travelled with them, and I lost them at uh, CES, and they've been updated with a slightly new version. That's right, the Plantronics Backbeat Fit. Now, Plantronics are no strangers to producing wireless headphones, Bluetooth headphones. The Backbeat Fit, uh, these are obviously designed for to keep up with your workouts, whether you're running, you're in the gym, you're, whatever type of exercise you're doing. They are made of a material, obviously, can handle, handle the rain, handle the sweat, uh, and, and be secure enough in your ears so that they're not going to fall out in a run or whatever type of exercise you happen to be doing. These are, there's an over over-the-ear design, 
and the ear tips then fit uh, securely uh, in your ear canal there, hence creating that really secure fit. There, there's a single cable that connects uh, the two earpieces uh, with reflective material on the back. So if you happen to be out running or on the, or whatever you're doing, exercising out outside or on the streets, then you you do it does increase your visibility. Now it's also coated uh, with a P2I material, which means it's uh, it creates a liquid repellent so that it, it can handle the rain, can handle the sweat. Uh, so you're not going to ruin your headphones if you happen to take them out for for a run. The uh, the sound quality, I have to say, impressive, really clear and crisp. Bass was pretty good. Uh, my only complaint was that you couldn't turn it up very loud. The uh, even at its loudest volume, and, and I'm not talking head banging volume, uh, it, it it could have been a little bit louder. But uh, that, that's the only issue that I had with it. It does come with a really handy armband. So uh, I remember when I opened up the box, I'm thinking, where is this armband? And it turned out that the case, once you turn it inside out, becomes your armband because there's a strap inside it. There's pictures of it on Tech Guide if you want to see what I'm talking about. But mm. uh, a handy little bonus there. The Plantronics Backbeat Fit Headphones. These can keep up with your workout. $159.95. Check it out. Techguide.com.au Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fenning. And once again, for people just joining us, one of the other things you'll learn about me personally is um, I have a real bugbear with the names of products and the stupid names that people come up with for either companies or products. And I have an example for you right now. Stephen's about to talk about a product which I thought he'd spelt wrong in his review. Um, but no, it's actually called the Life Proof Fr. It's Frey. I say Frey. Fr. It's written Fr. <laughs> and I would never spell a product name wrong, mate. Not, not often anyway. <laughs> Life Proof Frey Power is the case we're talking about now. People are obviously familiar with the life-proof name. They produce waterproof cases. So you put your smartphone in it, it's waterproof, it's dustproof, it's shockproof, it's everything-proof, even snow-proof. The whole, every proof, it's it's got all of them. But this latest version adds a little bit extra, and that little bit extra is a battery. So not only can you go off the grid and have your device protected. In this case, it's the iPhone 6. It's only available for iPhone 6 at this stage. So not only can you not compromise on anything you want to do, you can take it swimming, surfing, whatever you want to do, uh, out in the wilderness, out on a hike, out on a bushwalk, uh, and it will be protected. But the other part of the puzzle here is that it can also recharge your phone. So obviously, if you're out in the middle of nowhere, not many PowerPoints out there, so this has got a battery that can recharge the iPhone twice. So it's got 2,600 milliamp hour battery capacity, and that's enough to, re to recharge the iPhone 6 twice. So if you're out and about, you're off the grid, this really gives you peace of mind. It, it is, it is the, the device that really can liberate those users who want to get out there, want to get out away from it all, but still have some power in their back pocket in case they need it, in case they run dry. Lifeproof Fray Power, it's a little bit expensive. It's $179.95, uh, and you can order it actually through the website, lifeproof.com, available in three colors, black, white, and blue. But if you're out and about and you run out of power on your phone, the life-proof fray will give you life-proof free power. That, I mean, I, I just thought add an E, life-proof free. I mean, just something. 
Anyway, they've can... had that name for quite a while. That that's been used for quite a while. As has the nude. There's another one called NWD. Hmm. They're the cases that are still waterproof, yes. but they don't have a seal across the screen. Hmm. The water actually touches the glass on your smartphone, but the rest of it's sealed off. That's the nude, spelt yeah. N-W-U. D and that's not a W as in W. That's two U's yeah, so next to each you, other. So you've just made the case for why that name is stupid. You've had to spend a minute <laughs> explaining the name. Oh God, help me! Uh, that product also available to check out uh, in a full review at uh, TechGuide.com.au. And that's a wrap, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Stephen's going to go and um, play computer games because he needs to get his get his. Uh, his sense of excitement happening and, and really get out of the E3 excitement running through the thumbs and the fingers on the on the controller. I may jump behind the wheel of a racing car for a bit of Project Cars here this <laughs> evening. And uh, we'll be back again next week, Stephen. You can follow me on Twitter at Trevor Long. You can follow Stephen at Stephen Fennick with a PH. Uh, and uh, always great to have your company. If you've got a question or a comment about the show, um, if it's nice, uh, we'd love to hear from you on the hashtag Ziggy Zaggy. If it's not nice, just stop listening. Simple. Stephen, <laughs> talk to you next week. Thanks, Trev. You too. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick.